first benefit of community by far is to find others that that are interested in the same thing as you but also get it like it, you don't have to expend all of your time explaining it to someone who might not have even been interested in the first place right like if you find the community and there's communities for everything yo 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 welcome to the helpfluencer podcast i'm your host ted bernard why do a podcast about influencers who help because we're helpfluencers we talk about the future of work and the disruption of the 40-hour work week the nine to five is obsolete. Professionals want a more flexible work schedule. Technology enables it, and now society is demanding it. We talk to people who have done it well and are now influencers in their space, hence, helpfluencers. You can expect informative tactics and strategies, stories about the entrepreneurial journey, the highs and the lows. We're building a community of creative professionals who believe in change and growth and collaboration. We'll have some fun along the way excited to have Deanna on the show today because she's an expert in the startup studio space. Deanna Lesage is an entrepreneur by both passion and profession. In 2018, she founded Studio Upstart, a news and content site to help entrepreneurs and investors learn about startup studios. Since launch, she's attracted thousands of entrepreneurs to her community. After two years, she's identified there was a demand for a more interactive platform, and thus she created Studio Upstart Build the world's first startup studio community membership platform. She's here today to talk about startup studio industry and the value of community platforms. Okay. Welcome to the Helpfluencer podcast. I'm your host, Ted Bernard. Today, I'm excited to have Deanna on the show today because she's an expert in startup studios. Today, we're gonna to be talking about how community leads to success, uh, practical steps, building a successful business in this in these times and tips for 2020. Welcome, Deanna. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be on. I We've worked before in the past together. We've kind of been having an awesome dialogue through these past couple months. So it's awesome to get on the show and chat. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty excited because I think that uh, Startup Studios is something that people know very little about. Um, and I was one of them, right? So I've been doing this for a while, but didn't really know that it was an industry in and of itself. So I found you because I was searching on YouTube um, and somehow your videos popped up and I was actually a little bit nervous to write you because I was like, she's an expert. She's going to be like, who's this? Idiot? <laughs> well, I, I love when people write me. People think it's really unaccessible. Like just the industry is small. Um, I get a lot of inquiries from the videos that I make and stuff, but I answer every single one of them because I'm such a like nerd when it comes to startup studios and startups in general. So I'll talk to anyone about it all day long. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of people should like really, especially now that we can't meet people in person, um, it's going to be really important to just be proactive and just try to open up dialogue where you can. So that being said, that being said, I know, um, I know a lot about you. So I just want you to go into, uh, kind of more of like full spectrum, what you're all about because all your content online is, or the, what I found was mostly about startup studios, but can you elaborate on like, um, kind of everything that you do? Yeah. Um, so I've always been into entrepreneurship. I think, you know, ever since I was little, I kind of was like, I'm going to be a CEO one day and all that stuff. Um, and it's funny because I actually, I went to school for entrepreneurship, but halfway through, um, I graduated from Suffolk University in Boston and with a degree, um, a Bachelor of Science degree. And halfway through, I was like, I, I don't think I want to be a founder, but I right. still want to work 
in startups or around them. But really this, the thing that was stopping me from wanting to be a founder was the time commitment because I kind of jump all over the place. I'm an ideas person. I'm also, my background is in operations. So I think for me, it was more like, I want to be involved, but I'm not sure where my niche is. Um, right. So when I graduated, I worked in a private aviation company, which was small, it was startup-like um, in, in Boston. And from there, I transitioned into consulting, which I wanted to try, but I'm glad I did. Got it out of my system because I yeah. hated consulting. Um, and then I just kind of all along the way, I've been involved with um, Y Combinator, uh, Founders Institute, Techstars, just different startup programs and thinking, how can I get involved with startups without founding one? And that's really where I learned about startup studios. Um, and I mean, I'll, we'll go into it a little bit, you know, deeper, but essentially what startup studios are, are companies that create other companies in parallel. So you're working on multiple ideas at once and a lot of them fail, but the two or three that make it get spun out into new different startups. And that was so compelling for me because you can kind of work in like a startup factory per se. Right. And that was like where I really got interested in them. And there wasn't much, but I started looking into them in 2017 and there was really no research on it. Even the big ones, um, we're not putting out anything. So I just started writing about them and doing the same thing, like just reaching out to people on LinkedIn that I knew were connected to studios and being like, what are these things? Yeah. Do you just, can you give me a definition? Like, what do you do? How do you make money? Like, I want to know. So um, I started a blog that became pretty successful and a newsletter that goes along with it that just kind of like updates people in the industry every week. Um, and then also... I decided um, to do YouTube videos because I was learning a lot of my information about, I don't know, everything, venture investing, whatever, on YouTube. And I was thinking that would be a better way than long, lengthy articles that I know personally I can get into too much detail. So with the videos, it keeps it really high level, but still engaging. Um, and then most recently, I just launched a platform, like a community membership platform for startup studio directors, entrepreneurs that want to get into the studio industry, um, all of the people across the industry to kind of connect and collaborate together. So that's my kind of short journey into startup studio land. And that's where we're at today. Yeah. So actually, I'm glad you brought up uh, the community that you built uh, because I, I like last season, that was like a big part of what we talked about. We talked about how community leads to success. Most of the most successful people that I know, um, they have a team of people that a tribe of people that rally behind whatever project they're working on and just having, you know, accountability partners in that uh, space um, pretty much helps to drive you or elevate your game. Um, so I want to talk to talk about how community leads to success and like, maybe you could talk about your community specifically and how, you know, entrepreneurs in the startup studio space, how important it is to have, you know, accountability, have people that think the same as you. One of the big, most important thing I, I remember one of the first things I said to you was like, I was like, I've been talking to the wrong people all along because after I, after I spoke yeah, to you, I was like, she gets it. Thing is I love most of the, the entrepreneurs or um, the, the studio founders that are on that I talk to or that are on the platform or just reach out to me have been building a studio all along. They just didn't know that there was a name for it. Right. 
like when we started, when we had our first conversation, you were like, I have this kind of umbrella company and underneath this one company, I have several startup ventures. And that's exactly what a studio is. It's just like one company that you create startup ventures from, but a lot of people are doing it. They just don't know what it's called. So I think the first benefit of community by far is to find others that that are interested in the same thing as you, but also get it. Like, it, you don't have to spend all of your time explaining it to someone who might not have even been interested in the first place. Right. Like if you find the community, and there's communities for everything. There's like there's one community that I'm part of um, called the Sports Innovation Lab. That's literally people talking about the future of tech in sports and athletics. And that's super interesting to me, but for maybe just an athlete, they want to join a different type of community and that's not interesting to them. So I think like the really niche focus on um, content and information and sharing across that like very specific thing you're interested in is the main benefit of joining a community in the first place. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I definitely think that you have something really good going there. And I think my next question is around practical steps that you can take to actually jump into uh, a startup studio to start that model. And yeah. I just wondered, like, going back, like, to, you know, parallel the, uh, the community and practical steps, like, what do you think are, like, one things that people can do? And how does your community help with that? Yeah, so on to the first part of that. Um, a community will, especially for something like startup studios, when there's not that much available information about it online, and people aren't being super transparent, like, if you want to join an accelerator, like Y Combinator or something, I mean, there's billions of blog posts about people that have done it and how it went and what it was like and that doesn't exist for the startup studio industry so that's where the community is really crucial because you get on on this platform and there's all of these i have these curated article guides that will literally take you from fundamentals like i don't even know what a startup studio is all the way through fundraising like how how do i get started how do i fundraise for a studio so I think the content piece is really important just to have that kind of all of that in one place, but also the community engagement is really important because if you need to ask a question, you can get an answer quickly with live chats and forums. And I think the best way to get started with the community or, um, you know, to get started with the industry, if you don't know much about it, is to join a community because once you're engaged in it, you learn rapidly um, because there's, it's a place where other people are engaged with it also. Um, and that's true for you know my community and, and any community. And also we host events that like, we'll call them founder fireside chats where um, studio founders will come on and in 30 minutes, they'll tell their story. Like I went from you know knowing nothing about startup studios to I launched a startup studio and here's how it went. Here's how much money it took to fund you know, here's how we spun out our first idea, like practical how-tos. And I think those kind of events are crucial for someone that's just interested in getting into the industry and just doesn't know where to start. Um, so for those reasons, I think community is, especially for a niche like startup studios is really important. Um, and the only other tip I would give on that is you have to be engaged with the community because if you, you just join and you're just reading, you're not gonna learn anything more than you could you know, just Googling stuff. Like you have to get on the message boards, you have to ask questions, you have to engage with the other people on the community. Um, otherwise there's no point. Um, so that's kind of my tips for practical steps for how to make 
the community really valuable for yourself. Um, and then for launching a studio or like how to get started with all of that, there's kind of like two tracks that I've found. Um, one is that you want to be an entrepreneur working inside a studio. And these are called entrepreneur residences or entrepreneur resident. Um, they're very common now, but they yeah, have a lot of people haven't even heard about that. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're actually a job description that's being hired for. Like if you go to LinkedIn or AngelList and you type in entrepreneur residence, you'll find job listings for those. And it's not always in startup studios. A lot of times it's in venture capital firms. Um, other times it's in startup accelerators. And you know, this, these are basically entrepreneurs with skills and backgrounds, but they don't have an idea that they're currently working on. And they need to kind of come into the fold as a, as a part of the team and kind of be given tasks to work on or a company to run or something. Um, and that, that's a real thing and that exists. So I, I find a lot of the members of Studio Upstart are entrepreneur residence type members, people that want to work in studios. And then the other half of the members are either people who have already created a studio and it's running and it's launched and it's already spinning out startup ventures or, you know, people that are, um, it's an emerging studio. So they're like, ready to launch and they just have questions about fundraising or um you know thesis or whatever it is but there's kind of two camps in that yeah, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about like the people who are currently in you in the startup studios that are currently in your uh in your community can you tell us like you know how are people you know practically doing this like like, how yeah. does it, act? like, oh, it's one thing to know it in theory and know that you want to be able to like start companies, spin it out, raise funding, do all this stuff. And we've had like yeah. conversations at length based on how I structure deals um, in, mm -hmm. my, in my business. But I wonder like, what about, what are other people doing? Because you talk to people all around the world. Like you have some people um, used to my, be my stopping ground, Dubai. You have people there. You have people, I yeah. think the last time I was like, what was it? One guy is in, from Israel or something? Or we have, can you? Yeah. Um, I just took an account of it the other day. There's there's people from all over the world, um, Brazil, Uruguay, Norway, Australia, the US, Dubai. Um, we have people from Ukraine. Um, so just a lot of different, and it's it's all there. There's no per, like, character archetype of the person. Um, I would like to see more females in the space, but I would say if there has to be, you know, kind of one characterization, if they're typically male, but they're like older or younger. Um, and so there's a really diverse group of people who are in this, in the studio space. Um, but I think the, the main thing that you have to know that if you were going to launch a studio or you were thinking about launching a studio is it's not a solo mission. Like you will never be able to launch a startup studio as a solo entrepreneur, but you can join a startup studio as a solo entrepreneur. Um, and the other thing, so you have to rally a team. And if you can't do that, then you probably can't be, you know, an executive director of a startup studio anyway. Um, so get together a team and then you, you need to have a thesis. So all of the studios, some of them are the future of work is their thesis and others are healthcare. Um, there's a lot of COVID. There's a lot of kind of technological innovation with the healthcare space. Um, a lot of AI, there's a lot of like machine learning, um, and there's just internet and SaaS startup studios that focus specifically on creating subscription software services and things like that. Um, but those are the two main factors. Like you need to have a team and you have to have a thesis. And once you have those couple things, like 
the playbook's pretty clear after that. Awesome. Awesome. And like, what, so what's the deal size? Like what, what type of deals do they do? Do, do the founders in your, in your startup studio, studio do like, I know like, we, like you helped me like think about like some of the, how to structure my deal. You basically, I don't know if this is like something you came up with or if it's, or if it's just common knowledge of like, you know, 50, 30, 20 or something like that. So that yeah. when you like launch the company, you retain the studio retain, retains like 50%, but they like yeah. have a launch, like launch team for sure. I know that <laughs> I've never heard it yeah. from anyone else except you. The, so the takeover team, that's takeover not, team. Yeah. That's something I, I would like to take credit for, but if I heard it somewhere else before, like, you know, sometimes things come in your head and you're like, that's mine, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing I new under the sun, but like, yeah, let's say, right. like, I think a lot of people, the first time they would have heard it is from you. So, yeah. Yeah. So, well, so I'll just, real quick, I'll explain. So, what the takeover team is like when you're a startup studio, you create a startup company through your internal team. So, the people that work within the studio create a startup, they kind of get it to market traction, they validate it. And then, once it's ready to kind of 24 months later, sometimes a little bit sooner, um, but hopefully not any later than that, like two years and need, needs to get out of the startup studio nest. Um, yeah. And then you hire a takeover team. So basically that means like the startup's ready to go off and raise funding and you need to hire a CEO, a CTO and a COO at minimum. Um, but the studio will help with all of the legal stuff and the fundraising and everything. So you just like need to help with the recruiting and typically how it goes is like venture capitalists will invest in the studio. So they'll have equity in the studio. So let's just say like the studio has 70% equity and the venture capitalists collectively have 30% equity. Um, any startup venture that is created from inside the studio, the studio and the VC firms will own it in that same capacity. So if I created a startup, they own 30% of it. We own 70% of it. And then when we hire a takeover team, you know, you typically pay them a salary, like you would pay a CEO a salary, but they also get a, a small percentage of equity just to keep the incentives aligned. So it's like, you know, the CEO will get 2%, the COO will get 1% or something like that equity. And then they just take it and they run with it. And the, the goal is to get an exit. So like Dollar Shave Club was a company that was created out of the startup studio called Science Inc. And they sold um, after they hired the takeover team, the the guy who ran it, um, I think it was like seven or eight months or maybe even 12 or something, but they sold it for a billion dollars. Yeah, so he had, story. he had like 7% equity in it and the takeover team together had 7% um, 7 equity, but the studio itself had the majority of the equity. So all that money from the sale basically went back to the studio and the investors in the studio. So that's the point is to like create startup ventures so quickly give them to a takeover team, let them run it to an exit. And then the money goes back to the people, you know, the studio and the investors. Yeah. That's a, it's a, I, I always get fascinated when I think about it because like, obviously like I'm an idea person. So I think about like, so like the other components are really important to, to really pay attention to. Um, I, as we were talking, I was taking some notes of my own and I was just like, Oh, I didn't take, I didn't pay attention <laughs> to that. Yeah. No, And I, I think you should like, your startup studio model is really interesting. Um, I think for, for you have multiple different things, but all of the um, cannabis related ones are under one roof, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the name of that startup studio? So we know ventures. And then under that, we have no leaf, we have leaf contact, leaf gift. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. like, 
that's the that's the right angle. It's like you want to be focused and niche about it and be very specific about what kind of startups you're creating and then get them off the ground and running, which I think you're doing a great job of now. And it's it's a lot harder at this point because it's open <laughs> and you can't go network with people in person. So it's like, you know, kudos to you for actually getting that stuff done during this pandemic time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now, um, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about because like helpfluencers, the idea behind the whole thing is like influencers who actually help. And I like consider you a, a influencer in the startup studio space and actually like the fitness space too, when we transition to talk about like, you know, building businesses in general. Right. Um, and as it like, like, in terms of influencers and people who are like kind of giving, um, who are thought leaders in a specific space and like rally, like uh, uh, evangelize a group of people to like follow us for a specific mm-hmm. past. Like there's like, I think these days it's hard because um, there's like so many uh, details that we forget about when we're running a company. Um, because when you work for a company, yeah. they give you a lot of things, right? They give you healthcare. They tell you when you could take your vacation, yep. when you have your days off as, in a, yeah. as a, as a, uh, as a, uh, expert in the startup studio days space. Off. I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing missing. It's like, yeah. Awesome. So, so how do you manage it? How do you like, uh, how do you, uh, balance everything and, and, and tell yeah. us like, give us details on what, what, what are some of the routines that you have? What are some of the, you know, uh, stoppers that you have so that like, you're always balanced. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm a workaholic by choice. I like to be busy. Um, even like yesterday I was at a wedding, but I was still like checking Slack and like seeing what's up because when it's your own businesses, which like studio upstart is my own business. And I'm also, um, a program director for untapped ventures, which is a, um, startup studio and they run programs for people who want to become EIRs, but don't have the experience yet. Yeah. Or, you know, so they bring them in the fold, they give them an idea to work on, they give them some experience. So running multiple things in, in parallel is something I like doing, but definitely gets really stressful. Um, my favorite thing to do, honestly, is to go outside and take a walk because it's summer and with the pandemic, we've all been trapped inside for too long. And I think that I'm very big on like mental health and I think that can lead to a, a depression that's unnecessary. So um, definitely get outside. But my uh, mentor, um, George, who runs Untapped, he had a really good, and I'm going to write a blog post about it. So um, maybe when this is posted, I'll have that done and we can put it in the description. But he has yeah. a really good meditation, um, like a three-step meditation process where it's like, you know, why am I feeling this way? What can I work on? And what, you know, I'm stuck now, but what is the, what is the thing that I can do to change it the way I feel? And then you know, if you write all that stuff down, I think it's like two and a half pages of notes, like you're going to write down a lot of stuff, but thinking practically is what you need to do. Just throwing your hands up and being like, it's a pandemic, people are dying, there's global warming, like, uh, like, that's not helpful or productive. Um, So my favorite thing is to just make lists or Trello boards. And seriously, just every single thing that's on your mind, like you have to get it out visually and then just start crossing things off. And I, I swear that feels so good to like put a yeah. red marker through a, a task that you were like, I'm never going to get this done. It's going to last forever. And then just like cross it out. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going for a walk. I cut that down. I've just like, I think like when, in, in terms of doing, in terms of working on startups, 
I think especially when it's your own idea, you get so glued to just forcing it to work that yeah. sometimes you forget, like you could be taking a lot of losses. And I think one of the most important things is to like make sure you have, like you build in some wins, you know, like in yeah. two weeks, if I accomplish yeah. this goal, that's Even a win. Small wins. Yeah. Just anything that you can like, my mom, she has a system for it that I think I always really liked and I kind of adopt subconsciously, but she uh, awards herself points for doing stuff. Like, you know, there was, she lost her mom this year. We didn't get to, I mean, my grandmother, she was in a nursing home and it was the height of COVID. So we didn't get oh, to- Oh man, that's terrible, eat. sorry. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was awful. Um, luckily she didn't suffer or anything, but it was tough because it was like, you know, really sudden. We didn't get to see her or talk to her. And then it was like a weird drive-through funeral. Yeah. Um, so it was just really tough. So she had a tough kind of like bout of depression and stuff. So what she would tell me that she was doing was, um, you know, going, getting up out of bed and going for a walk with the dog, which was just really hard for her personally. She was like five points to me. And she would just keep like, she's reminding me of like Harry Potter and Gryffindor, like they're just five points to Gryffindor, like five points like whatever it I was means. like I wish I got that reference <laughs> yeah well I don't know I mean my sister's big into like Harry Potter but <laughs> they, they award points arbitrarily it's almost okay. like that, that show like whose line is it anyway where they're just like thousand points to you or whatever like the points don't matter they mean nothing but just right, give right. yourself the credit for doing the things that are hard for you to do like getting up and going to the gym for some people sucks and they don't like doing it um and that's if you do it like give yourself the points for that like the points don't mean anything, but the point of that is to just, you know, give yourself credit for the things that you are doing because at least you're trying. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. I should like my goal should be like a hundred points, and then like hundred points a day, yeah, yeah and, and then keep like, categories. I worked out twenty points. <laughs> twenty points, yeah, and keep the categories because it's like you hit your step goal, ten points, like you know, whatever, just whatever is hard for you to do. I think you should find a way to to get it done because not getting it done is not acceptable but you need to give yourself credit for the things that you're doing that that are shitty and you don't feel like doing and you do it anyway it's like good for you yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah i like that system cool so um i i kind of want to also ask for like tips for 2020 or the rest of 2020 i mean we when, when we started this we kind of was just like 2020 was supposed to be like this huge year yeah like yeah. everyone had like su such like optimistic goals about like what they wanted to do and like yeah so and, and yeah yeah um, i think so the number one thing at the start of 2020 i left my consulting job um i didn't have an income and i was unemployed and i was running multiple you know websites and studio upstart and everything but to we're not we haven't sold anything like working on research reports and ebooks and things that are going to come out courses that we will be selling in membership that that will be available for being paid but at this point we haven't been selling anything so because i i'm a big believer in keeping content free so i really want to have something substantial to sell people if i'm if i'm going to be asking them to pay money for it like it better be damn good so yeah, um, yeah. so i i didn't have any thing lined up and then the pandemic hit and you always think like you have a little bit more time and then you just don't because no one's hiring and everything's shifted so it was really tough and I think now that we're all in this remote work lifestyle um and that's the way it's forced to be I think for 2020 and beyond we need to just keep it that way people are much happier they have a better sense of 
work-life balance. They're seeing their families more. They're seeing their kids more. They're doing yoga in the middle of the day. Like these things are, are really important for human development as a society for us all to be a better, more free and relaxed, you know, ecosystem of people. And I think the future of that is remote work because people are going to be able to, you know, schedule their lives in a way that makes sense for them. Um, so yeah, I think, and if like first in startups in that space, the future of work looks so cool. If you guys are, if everyone's just building around remote work stuff, like I envision like VR glasses that put you in the same conference room as your, as your people, you know, as your, yeah. your yeah. boss and stuff. So now you guys are all sitting around the table. It's not like a zoom call where it's kind of like hard to, to judge facial expressions or get a word in or whatever. It's like a regular, I mean, that's VR. That's, we could do that now. I feel yeah. like. So things like that, I think will be the future of 2020 and tech and, and, work. and what are you looking the most forward? Like, what are you looking forward to the most? Like what's, what's next for you? What do you have? Like, what's your like latest and best like plans for, for the next like yeah. six months? Um, I'm, I'm really excited about untapped uh, program and being the program director for this awesome, um, they're a startup studio, their thesis is great, it's about the future of work and wellness, which are two areas that I'm really passionate about. Um, and I think like, so my biggest, what I'm looking forward to is now that I have this remote opportunity and position to, you know, grow, help grow this, this studio, that's been my goal for a really long time. Um, one of the reasons I got into Studio Upstart and began the website, the blog, and the YouTube channel and the community in the first place was because like, I didn't go to Harvard or Yale, like nobody was gonna hire me to be an entrepreneur residence, you know, to one of the big studios or something. So I had to get my name out there and my foot in the door somehow. And I was like, I'll just be the expert in the industry. Like I'll yeah. just learn, <laughs> I will learn the most about this industry and disseminate the knowledge as much as possible so that even if they want to, they can't ignore me. Right. Um, I'm just really happy to have the opportunity to now have joined a startup studio that's really, that is, I mean, the people that are working with it are really passionate. And um, so that's what I'm looking forward to the most is just being part of that team and helping that grow huge. Awesome. 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 Well, that's great. I mean, so I think we like covered a lot of uh, about startup studios and I'm hoping that this was like really informative for folks. Yeah. Um, so tell them how they could find you online so that they can keep track of like everything. Tell us uh, all the like important uh, URLs that Definitely. we should know. Um, it might not seem like it, it might not seem like that many, but we just crossed a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Um, so in the startup studio space, there's not now you have the custom URL. Yeah, exactly. Studio <laughs> Upstart on YouTube. So it's like YouTube slash, I think it's a C for channel slash yeah. Studio Upstart. So we'll put the link in the description. Yeah. Um, so I would start there with the videos and just get, understand the ecosystem. The videos are cool. They're quick. They're easy to follow. Um, and then if you're interested, join the membership platform, which is www.stu build.com um and we'll put the link in the description for that too but we have so many like events coming up and people in the chats and forums going back and forth and producing content now that like if you want to get into the startup studio space like right now is the time to do it um so that's how you can kind of find me and then um untapped.la is the uh untapped programs um page and they're 
right now recruiting for the next cohort of the entrepreneur residence program. So I, I think everybody that wants to be in, you know, get into that field of work should check that out too. Awesome. Awesome. Deanna, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, you guys can listen to the Helpful Answer podcast everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And thanks for joining us today. Peace. Um, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, cool. Thank you for tuning in to the Helpful Answer podcast. Subscribe to Helpful Answers on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. 